At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We continue betting across America, presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross and Maul Shaw coming at you on a Saturday here at Circus Sportsbook. Maul, it's great to be with you. You know, I was kidding the guys, Femi and Wes, because you know me, Wes and I are kind of joined at the hip. But, uh, you know, I miss Wes, but I was looking forward to working with you today. So, well, we'll see how the, we'll see how the show goes. That's Behind every joke, there's a certain amount of truth. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun today. We're going to have Mike Peranio join us, of course, over at Mandalay Bay later on this hour. Annie McNeil is going to join us in hour number two and to talk a little NHL. I know you're fired up watching Marquette. Well, they just threw up a three-point shot from about 30, bricked the rim, but they got a put-back dunk with two and tw- 220 to go in Milwaukee. Sorry, go ahead. Aaron Torres is going to join us in the third hour here, betting across America, talk all things college basketball. But, Maul, because I have you here, let's start off the show with why you're so excited. Because you in-gamed this Marquette Butler matchup, and right now, two minutes to go in regulation, and right now, looking pretty good for Shaka Smart and company, up six with the basketball. Yeah, I think, you know, if you're not a uh, proficient college basketball person, don't follow it that closely. In-game is a way to go. Remember, this line was originally eight, eight and a half, Dave, mm-hmm. before it started, and now you got an opportunity to get uh, Marquette in the second half. They were minus five, and I thought that ah, was a little bit of a precarious number. I said, I'd rather wait till this game goes. And now we see a scenario where you could have waited, gotten a better number. Even afterwards, after I made the play, you could have gotten Marquette plus a point and a half. Wow. So uh, that's one of the advantages. And so many times you think a team that's far better than an opponent. And I see that with Marquette against a Butler team that could be offensive challenged at times. That seems like a, a pretty good, again, for the novice betters out there, maybe getting into the college basketball space. And I've talked about it a lot this week with Matt Humans and Follow the Money. Everybody's kind of taking that deep exhale from football season. And maybe some of those guys that are switching gambling seasons, if you right. will, into college basketball. The theory there is get a tone and center for the game a little bit. Maybe not lay the bigger number that you see if you like a side, right? Wait and see how the first 10 minutes or so plays out and then hop in in-game. Yes, yeah, s- several factors, right? Let's say, for example, a game is being officiated where it's, everything is being called. You've got a team that's far better or far superior from a free-throw line perspective. You've got a team that generally has started out the game with a ton of turnovers who doesn't turn it over a lot. So you look at a variety of different things in terms of how you potentially may see a team make a run or not. Uh, and I think it helps you out. Perfect example, last night, Ohio was playing Toledo. The original line was Ohio minus seven, mm-hmm. seven and a half. At one point, they were down 20 at the break. You could have gotten uh, Ohio in game anywhere from 11 to 15, and they end up losing the game by eight or nine. 
You know, it is, it's very interesting. And to that end right now, one of the uh, premier games going on in the SEC is Kentucky against Arkansas. And I look up and I see Arkansas now, final seconds of the first half, up 34-28. And in-game right now, you could take the Wildcats plus six and a half. Well, you could have got an even better number. They just cut it from 34-23 to 34-28, as you alluded to. So, yeah, there's always chances there. And look, Kentucky the last several weeks has started out slowly. They've had games where they just absolutely just decimate teams in the second half. We saw that against LSU the other night at Rupp. Um, this is the one thing I was concerned about was whether Wheeler was going to be in the lineup or not for this team. He is in there. He's a key catalyst for this offense. They struggled to get good, clean looks without him in that first half against LSU. Terrific defensive team. I expect Arkansas to be able to hold on and win this game. I know we got a long way to go, but mm-hmm. I say that because at Bud Walton, they're just a different team. They've been tremendous this year. The only loss, an aberration to Vandy, who right now is struggling at the hump in Stark Vegas against Mississippi State. So let's see how that one plays out. Again, 10 seconds ago, Arkansas's got this final possession as they hoist up a late three. That doesn't go. So this is going to be your halftime score. If Kentucky cannot get a final one to go here, the desperation shot is no good. So 34-28 right now. I'll try to get you a second half line on that game here as it has gone to half at Bud Walton Arena. Uh, Let's take another look at another top 25 team in action. That's Texas on the road against West Virginia. And right now they've gone to halftime with Texas in the lead 43, 37. I'm seeing about uh, Texas down the live number minus seven and a half. What do you evaluate after watching 20 minutes of basketball there? Well, so right now, for example, Texas is 15, 23 of, of 23 from the floor, an absurd percentage right now, 65. And then this is a team that generally struggles to shoot the basketball five of seven from the three point line. They put up 43 points in the first half, but only 23 shot attempts. Not an overwhelming number of combined turnovers in this game with 11, both of them. Uh, West Virginia's been getting the line. You want to check to see if Texas got foul trouble. Well, we'll get a second-half number here, and it's going to be interesting because, Dave, I just don't believe with the way Texas generally shoots in West Virginia's offensive deficiencies that both teams are going to continue to perform at this level from an offensive standpoint. You know, we mentioned the Kentucky game with Arkansas leading by six at the break. You do have a second-half number on there. And it's interesting what you just said, Amal. You said you like Arkansas to hold on for this win. Well, the live number that I'm seeing here, five and a half for Kentucky in the second half. So there it is, basically saying, hey, if you think the Cats can come all the way back and get this W, you can get over $2 of value to come back and win this game, or you can play at five and a half right now. But you actually like Arkansas to hold on. I I do, but I'll tell you what, if you're an experienced better, and this is a perfect example of what you could do, you could take UK right now either plus five and a half, or you can take them also on the money line plus $2. Mm -hmm. And then let's say Kentucky makes a run. I know in college basketball it doesn't matter who gets the ball first to start the second half, but Arkansas is going to have the first possession because they had the arrow at the end of the first half. Right. And so let's say they get a bucket. You may have a chance to get a better number. You might get a higher plus money. And then let's say Kentucky cuts that lead or ties it up. Now you can come back with Arkansas at a, a basically a pick em price. And so you're putting yourself in a position where you're going to at least ensure a profit. And that's what the goal is in so many of these situations, is just to be able to kind of take a look at both numbers. I'll give you a quick example today at Bedlam. Oklahoma State's down big in the first half. I take them plus 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma's minus three and a half for the game. They're fortunate to get the cover in that one, and the game winds up with four. And you have a feeling in a lot of these rivalry type of scenarios, teams are going to make pushes and be challenging each other, and we saw that play out that way. All right, so we'll keep a watchful eye there as we do have that second half number. We'll try to get you one between Texas and West Virginia, and I believe that has now popped with Texas laying six and a half. Remember, they're up by six right now at Bob Huggins and company in you have, Morgantown. Do you have a total there? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt I you. do. I've got, uh, it's for the now, it's 152 and a half, and again, 43-37. So we've got 80 total points at halftime. So again, 71 and a half for that second half.
the um yeah, the, you know, to me, when you look at this matchup, you wouldn't expect. Remember, this game originally was 133. Mm -hmm. You could really see it. <laughs> you could see it slow down potentially in a strong way. Now, the only concern is if this game is tight, you could wind up with a number of free throws. 72 half is not an overwhelming number because even if both teams shoot the ball poorly, you'll figure they'll get into the low 30s. Mm -hmm. Now, if you say, okay, 32, 33, that's only 65 points, but. Uh, it's a scenario where, if you look at it, these games find ways sometimes to get into the low 70s. So it's a, kind of a tricky number based on what we've seen thus far, but not a ton of possession. So it tells me that both teams are kind of going into the shot clocks a little bit. All right, so again, you always, I think, Amal, are giving the, the, the viewer a good middle opportunity here, depending on if you, what you took preflop here. Right, exactly. To possibly middle that with that, that big number in the second half here, 151 and a half. Let's get to some games that are going to tip off here in the next hour. Of course, that would be number three, Auburn against number 17, Tennessee. Danger working today for Bruce Pearl and company? Absolutely. Great great way of phrasing that. You're absolutely right. When you look at this team going on the road, you're going to take on uh, this uh, Tennessee team that's been terrific up in uh, on Rocky Top. They beat Arizona, who's got two losses this year, one at Pauley Pavilion and the other one, of course, at Tennessee. So, mm -hmm. you know, very impressive. They knocked off Kentucky fairly comfortably in their matchup at home against this team. So, um, against Tennessee, and to me, it's going to be tough for Auburn. They've had three tight games on the road. They lose to Florida, I, I think, by one or two. They lose, uh, or they win against Georgia and Missouri by uh, a few points. So this team has not played as well away from Auburn, and that's what concerns me, and that's why you see this number sitting at about two and a half or three. Uh, the over there, about 139 and a half. What style of play do you expect to see today? I know Tennessee sometimes, it feels like they can play different levels. Yes, exactly. And so can Auburn, right? But I would think Auburn want to get out a little bit. Tennessee, what, what style do you think would be best? Limit possessions against Auburn? Yeah, if the more tempo you go with, I think it becomes much more difficult for Tennessee because at that type of pace in game, mm -hmm. it favors Auburn. But when you look at this Tennessee team, they've been tremendous all year long regardless of what type of game you want to play. And I think it's crucial when you look at this matchup of who can dictate tempo. Now, the one thing that's true is it's easier to slow a team down than to speed them up. But uh, really, for me, it's going to come down to what this Tennessee team can do from its backcourt. Biscovi and Chandler have to play well. If they play well, they got a great ch chance here. Fulkerson is one of the smarter, uh, you know, just more experienced guys who's not going to overwhelm you with his ability, but plays extremely intelligently. And I think Tennessee, to me, would be the play here at home in this game, lane two and a half. Very quickly, before we take our first break here, betting across America, what do you make of UCLA coming off that loss against Oregon now? And then they go to Oregon State, who's been, <laughs> I mean, from last year to this year, Good luck figuring this team out. They've been just absolutely putrid most of the way. Uh, showed some resistance against uh, Arizona. What do you make of UCLA on the road today? Well, you know, first of all, Johnny Juzang is out for the Bruins. That's a big blow. Uh, and the other thing is Jaime Hawk has got a little bit banged up. Uh, I expect him to go, but this should be a win for UCLA fairly comfortably. Oregon State, though, catching 14-day. Big number at Gill Coliseum mm -hmm. to lay two touchdowns on the road. They played competitively, came up a little bit short. But, you know, one thing, their season this year and last year mirrored each other. Last year they won three games in March. This year they won three games in six months. Exactly. It's like looking into a mirror. Yeah, absolutely. This, this Oregon State team. Uh, right now it looks like. Marquette is trying to hold on. They've got a six-point lead here, 35 seconds to go. The, uh, You know, it, it's so funny. I, I had my buddy Tim Doyle on mm -hmm. earlier this week, and this is the part of college basketball and the NBA, to be quite frank, that drives a guy like Timmy D crazy. And he goes, we need to have the Elam ending. He, he mentioned it during the Ohio game yesterday. Said the same thing. That, that the incessant fouling that you see down the stretch, I don't know that this is ever going to change in college and or the NBA. 
it, it sounds like a crazy idea to have a targeted score for those that don't know what the Elam scoring system is. But to have a targeted score, how you'd come up with that, I do not know each and every game. But what do you make of it? Or is this just the way we know basketball to be? And it's going to be, it's going to take 30 minutes sometimes to play the last three minutes. I'm going to tell you why it will never happen. It's a simple reason. Because TV won't approve it. That, that's just the reason. But I, I tell you what, I think it's a brilliant idea. And here's why. Because even if you're up by 20, you're not playing the clock. You're playing the opponent. Because mm. so many times you're playing the opponent, excuse me, the clock more than you are the opponent in certain situations. Whereas if you're down 20, you're not worried about the clock. You have an opportunity to be able to come back. And it's very intriguing. I would love to see it. All right, let's see if they'll ever listen to Tim Doyle's, Commissioner Doyle, if he ever gets that idea. I, you know, Doyle was complaining during the Ohio game yesterday about the, uh, the length of it. He's always got somewhere else to be. I'm all good to have you with me here on a Saturday. We're just getting a crank started here. Betting Across America. Much more college basketball talk. Come back with us. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You're going to be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over-unders and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits at every game here at VEASAN.com. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw. You know, whenever I do that read, I say data and then data in the same read. Are you a data or a data guy? Well, I've never heard anyone really say data unless they're more of a tech really? person. Bet- so so you'd go betting splits data. Yes. I said data and then data. Tomato, tomato. How By many people way, do you know say tomato? You know, like my grandmother used to say Washington, D.C. And like, go wash your hands. And I thought, I was like, grandma. Like, who says that? Grandma did. She was in West Virginia. Uh, by the way, uh, right now, Daniel Berger is the three-shot lead at the Honda Classic over Chris Kirk right there. So well, not a lot of names up there on the top of the leaderboard. I know a lot of people here at VEASAN uh, kind of hoping Brooks Kepka might have a week. Not so much for Brooksy. He's over par right now. So, again, Daniel Berger in command. He's playing the eighth hole at the Honda Classic. Let's get back to some college basketball talk here. we got a top-ten matchup today with the Baylor Bears and Rock Chalk 
Jayhawk. I know later on in the show we're going to get some teams that you think might be able to make uh, some deep runs in the NCAA tournament. Two of these teams right here, I think people really like them. Are you buying in on Baylor again? Are they getting healthy enough for you at the end of the year? Because at the beginning of the year, fully staffed, not saying they could repeat, but certainly they'd be on that short list of teams to make it back to the Final Four. Yeah, my question right now is going to probably ask you to, you're probably going to ask Elliot to bring back uh, Wes Reynolds. When you say deep run, can you define that for me, please? A deep run in the NCAA tournament, to me, is elite or better. Okay, elite eight or better. Okay, fair enough. I think Baylor's got a great chance. Now, you mentioned the injuries, a little bit of a concern, but they are a little bit healthier. Uh, Still, without the big man inside, that's going to be a concern for them. But I think this team defensively is so good. Um, They can shoot the basketball. They've got a plethora of guys that can contribute on any given night. That's why I think this team's going to be a tough, tough out as we go forward. Uh, So I like their chances to be able to make things happen uh, in the NCAA tournament. I actually think Baylor and Texas Tech have a deeper run in them than KU does in March. Is that because the defense both those teams play? Not just that. I think Kansas has arguably the best home court advantage in college basketball. Um, But my my issue with them is they're not consistent in terms of outside of Abaji for them. I, I just don't feel like they have the players that necessarily step up. And the other thing is you look at Bill Self, he's been at three Final Fours in 19 years. Now, any other program would take that in a minute. But when you look at the history of what KU's had there over the last two decades, wow. that's a disappointment. And to me, this team just can't get it done when the pressure is at its highest. Very interesting. You know, I have not heard that criticism really of Bill Self. And you're right. Any other program says three in two decades, yeah. you take your chances. But it is Kansas. You go back Roy Williams. And, I mean, I just, I'll just i never get over Bonnie Bernstein after Roy after they lost to Syracuse in 2003. You going to take that North Carolina job? Can't repeat what he said on the air. It was one of the best. Can you give me the ad lib? I don't remember because I know you watched the entire oh. ending because you're a Syracuse guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was unbelievable. He basically just said, you know, Bonnie got a whole bunch of players in that locker room right now. I really don't care about North Carolina. I know the producer in your ear said you got to ask that question. But right now, I don't give a blank about North Carolina. They cut back to Clark Kellogg, and he just went, ooh. Kind of yeah, but you know what? You ask stupid questions, you should get stupid answers. He was hot in the moment. So you don't like Rock Chalk Jayhawk today catching two and a half at Baylor? I think it's a tough spot for them. Huge revenge game. Remember, KU embarrassed them at home. I thought one of the best bets of the college basketball season we saw all year. Two, two and a half in that game at the Fog. They absolutely, they were trailing two nothing. A little bit of concern early on. And then KU goes on a 13-0 run. And then next thing you know, it's just Rock Chalk. And it was over. A little concern early on. Two nothing. By the way, Marquette does catch that for you. Uh, 64-56 over the Butler Bulldogs. Speaking of Bulldogs. Yeah. Zags, Gonzaga. People say Gonzaga. It's Gonzaga. Nails on the chalkboard. Gonna take on another ranked team today, number twenty-three, St. Mary's. I know people always say one, it's the WCC. Two, the Zags never play road games. This is a true road game. Three, they just went to San Francisco, and everybody thought, oh, maybe this is going to be a spot somebody gets. Mm, didn't get them. What do you make of the Zags today on the road again? Uh, well, they're going to win this game. I don't know if they cover. SMC generally plays them very tough and competitively, but the problem is they don't have enough offensive firepower. When you play certain types of teams, and certain styles are just so difficult because you don't score enough. I mean, what are you going to do? Hold the ball for 15 seconds of each possession and then try and work it uh, yeah. around in 15 seconds against that team? Every miss, you know Nemhart's going to try and push it. Push. Strother's been terrific on the perimeter. And then the two big men inside, not only do they make it difficult because of what they do offensively, but then on the defensive end, to shoot over a guy like Holmgren's always a challenge. I think this team is fantastic. I don't believe they're as good as they were last year, but I don't believe there's another team in the tournament field this year 
that is comparable to what Baylor was. I think Arizona's knocking on that door, but maybe not quite as good as was as Baylor was last year because of the defense. It, what, what really surprises me, just looking at some of the futures markets here for Gonzaga, mm-hmm. and I, one that caught my eye was minus 105 for the Zags to make the Final Four. Okay? I mean, who's going to get them? before? Again, we don't know the brackets. We don't know who the two seed's going to be. Maybe a dangerous four out there they'd have to play. So we don't know. But it just looks like if there's a, as close to a machine right now in college basketball, and I, I know Baylor's going to go, well, we won the national championship. We beat Gonzaga last year, and we got as good a shot as anybody going back to the Final Four. But really, is there a team that you trust more than Gonzaga? I do in, not. Right? Absol- you're absolutely right. I mean, the one thing when you look at Arizona, Kirk Reese has struggled in that game at the Pauley Pavilion, goes 0 for 12, got a bad technical foul on Rocky Top, potentially cost them that game. So, when I look at Gonzaga, they're more sound. This is a team that's been in two championship games. And you know what's funny? During the live action right away, I said, hey, North Carolina was out of bounds. That was a bad call. Went against them. I thought this team is right there. I thought this team's better than the Nigel uh, Williams-Goss team from a few years ago that mm-hmm. lost to UNC. Baylor was just – they don't get enough credit for how good they were last year defensively. Right. This team has been terrific this year. I know they lost to Duke early on. Mm-hmm. But they have rebounded well. We found out that Duke is maybe not as good as maybe some people initially thought. They've got immense talent. Duke's a dangerous team. But Gonzaga's the one that's played with more consistency than anybody in college basketball, probably them in Arizona. Plus $4 to cut down the nets would be the Zags. I am going to play. I have not played it yet because I don't get other things that I have not played yet. But I do think I'm going to jump on that Gonzaga minus 105, almost even money, to at least make the final four. I tend to agree with you. When you look at who the second seed could be potentially in their bracket, look out west. Who is it going to be? I I think there's any matchup they take. Remember, they dismantled UCLA by about 20. That was supposed to be the big heavyweight fight, top five matchup. Uh, UCLA didn't get the call time on that one. Right. (laughs) Didn't show up. So I'm kind of with you on that. So we'll see. Uh, again, those numbers are going to shift people as we get closer and closer to the conference tournaments and to March Madness officially. So, again, if you're in the futures market, you might want to jump on some of those things now. Okay, the game of the day to me, Amal Shaw, is my Syracuse Orange God, catching seven and a half against Coach K and the Dukies. Now, you know this, I know this, the American people should know this. Coach K and Bayheim are boys, They're buddies. Right, I, I saw that you know Coach K called him to a show that Bayheim was on this week. He says Mike from Durham. It's a pretty funny bit actually. And then they were talking about their wives. Mickey's going to get together with Julie Bayheim and like that. The kid, like he's too chummy, K to me in his last go around at the dome to lay the seven and a half. I'm wait, not- wait, wait a minute. Okay. okay, first of all, uh, yeah. you got a few things that I'm mean, as I'm watching Kentucky. Kellen Grady steps a foot and a half out of bounds. What the hell are you doing? First, let's start with the fact that you said that this is the game of the day. Game of the day. I just like to know how many shots of vodka are you into right now at 1223 <laughs> Pacific time that you're suggesting that this is the game of the day when we've got Auburn going up to Rocky Top to take on Tennessee. Come on, come on. We've this got is... a game going on at the Bud right now. It's going to be fantastic. People think this is water that I'm drinking. I already know it's not. Yeah. But here's the deal. This is the type of game that Cuse wins. This is the because look, they're not the next four out or the next four four out. They're, the, they're probably the next twenty four out right now. Syracuse, right? Dead, just absolutely dead. K comes in. Beheim was his assistant for all those years and all those national teams and Olympic teams. They're boys. Gonna go easy on my boy, right? Okay, okay I'm gonna tell you right now. Hopefully nobody's listening because I don't want you to share that theory. Because what happened when they were down in Durham? They only cracked their head open by about 20 or 22. That was on the row ad. Now you're going up to the Dome. No place like Dome. The, the problem with Syracuse is this. 
They're too reliant on the perimeter. Bayham's Jimmy, I'm sorry, uh, Buddy Bayham's been unbelievable this year in terms of shooting the basketball. They lost Edwards inside, which is a big blow. He he's really a good rebounder, shot blocker for them. To go against Williams without a big man in Edwards, I think it's going to be a real challenge in this one. By the way, the seven and a half, the number's too close to sit there and worry about your friend. Let me tell you something. You worry about that when you're up by thirty. And you know, it's one of my biggest pet peeves when people go, "Well, you know, they'll play the scrubs." I say, if you actually pay attention to college basketball, nobody plays their scrubs until the under four timeout. You don't see scrubs getting eight minutes of run because in any game. Remember, Arizona came back and uh, Illinois came back against Arizona with three forty-five to go down fifteen. Yeah. Nobody's going to want to squander a game away. So you got to be up by about 3 million points before you see Scrub City in there. And even if it's early in the game, you still have everybody in the game because those guys want to have their stats and everything else. 151.5. Um, it's going to be interesting. It, it really, this is a tough one to call because last time around, we saw Syracuse struggle to shoot the basketball. If they shoot the ball well, and they should shoot it better at the they dome, th- this team could challenge them. But I, my concern is without Edwards in that middle, this could be really just an absolute uh, ability for Duke to dominate the boards. Yeah, I'm not going to lay the points, though. Okay, you're not going to lay the points. No. I'm just checking. I miss Wes. Just I kidding. Don't, I, no, no, no. Jokes. I don't doubt it. These are jokes. You're just hammering my team, though. Much more to get to them all. We're going to do some future talk in the NBA as well as college basketball. Come on back. It's me, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage. Start Sunday, March 13th, with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every single tournament game. The VSIN College Hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the very best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VSIN College Hoops experts on Sunday. Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern, free on VEASAN.com. Dave Ross from Allshaw, we are betting across America right here on VEASAN. And we've got a couple updates to get to very quickly. We mentioned that Kentucky, the halftime line there, they were down by six at Pig Suey. They were getting five and a half. Yeah. Last look, Kentucky up one now in the second half? Absolutely. They've come out like a house on fire. Just mentioned the other day, um, this team against LSU did the exact same thing in the first four minutes of the second half. Right now, leading by one uh, with 14.50 uh, to go in the second half here. Should be a fantastic game down the stretch. Texas, by the way, number 20 in the country, at Bob Huggy Bear. We talked about that one. Yeah. West Virginia fighting today. Tied up at 47 right now. The live number there, Texas minus a point and a half. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You saw the Mountaineers. You know what? It's, it's one that I kind of regret not taking because you're catching six and a half. If you think about it, that's a big number at home. And, and you figured there'd be an opportunity in that game. So... Uh, this Texas team right now, and a little bit of turmoil as they got called for a flagrant one foul. Uh, West Virginia has been able to convert. They're going back to the line right now, Dave, as you alluded to, tied at 47. Now, I'm not saying Texas can't win the second half by seven, but at this point in time, you feel really good unless West Virginia's offense kind of goes into a struggle mode. All right, let's uh, we'll keep a watchful eye on those games in progress and update you along the way. Let's take a quick look here at the NBA action tonight. Let's start off with the Brooklyn Nets against the Milwaukee Bucks, this one in Milwaukee. So they get a win by Marquette today in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Now the Bucks going to try to make it a twofer at the expense of the Nets. Obviously the defending champions in the Buc- uh, in the Bucks here 
when you look at Milwaukee laying nine and a half, that feels like a big number against Brooklyn today. But what do you make of Brooklyn? We're still waiting for everybody to play, waiting for the full complement of Brooklyn Nets. By the way, the second choice right now to cut down the Nets. Well, they don't cut it down in the pros. It's the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, which is surprising to me, considering that this team needs to get back together and we'll see how well they're able to perform. But to your point, um, this Brooklyn team has really struggled. Remember, we saw them get absolutely torched uh, by the Boston Celtics a couple of nights back. So I, I expect one thing. I love teams when they get embarrassed, generally play hard. We saw that with Philadelphia. They got crushed at home. They go to Milwaukee, and uh, I think they escaped that one with a three-point win. Now that you got Kyrie in the lineup, it's obviously a far better team. But 9.5 seems like a big number here to lay with the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. It does. And again, I mentioned this, that the the Nets right now are the co-favorites yeah. to win the NBA title from the Eastern Conference teams. Plus 600, along with Milwaukee at plus 600. The two favorites, of course, coming from out west. That would be Golden State right now, plus 425. They've kind of taken a small lead over the Suns as the favorites at plus 450. Let's talk about another game here, the Grizzlies and the Bulls. And the reason why I point this out is... If you watch and follow anybody from the city of Chicago, they're going crazy over DeMar DeRozan, who, by the way, is now 13-1 to to win the MVP. So they're back home tonight against Memphis. And last time I saw John Morant look like he was a little bit dinged up in their loss. We'll see how he looks tonight. What do you make of what you're seeing, not only with the Bulls, but specifically DeMar DeRozan? Well, he's been unbelievable. You know, this is a guy, when he came out of USC, a lot of people had high expectations for him, and now it seems like he's hit his stride. I think, what is it now, eight straight games, he's gone over 35 points uh-huh. in a row. Is that correct? Yep. But, you know, even you go back further, minus one game where he scored 23 against Portland. If you look at what he's been able to do since January 19th against the Cavaliers, Dave, he has been absolutely on fire, get, going at least 28 points in every game since that point in time. Uh, just really continues to sizzle for his team. Okay, now our director, Jeremy Wingle, who I used to work with in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So this was not an, a biased pick at all by Jeremy. He happened to get DeMar DeRozan. Not at 13 to 1, not at 25 to 1, which you could have gotten last week. Not at 50 to 1. You could have got that a couple weeks ago. 500 to 1. I say again, he got him at 500 to 1. Uh, that is some very good odds to get on a player. And you know the one thing that you have to keep in mind in the NBA why that's such a good bet, not because DeRozan's performed at the level he has, that's stating the obvious, but because so many guys we've seen over the last several years be in and out of the lineups with injuries. So if you've got a leader like Embiid or anyone else that you think is a kind of the catalyst to, to win this race, you can look at them and if they go down for 15, 20 games, especially you miss 20 games, you're missing a quarter of the season, it gives you an opportunity the other way to be able to make a push. Yeah, and I wonder if when you're holding a ticket like that, okay, and again, he might get all the way home because these numbers each week keep getting shorter and shorter and shorter with every passing game by DeMar DeRozan. I wonder if he's going to start looking for a hedge opportunity. Like, hey, if he comes down, he's like the co-favorite by the end of the year. I mean, if it were me, I would, but I tend to hedge a lot. And, you know, I know people argue, well, you lose profit. Well, he said, you know what? You don't go broke taking a profit. Right. And I, their, their games, Dave, I'll give you a perfect example. The other night on Friday, um, Manhattan's playing Marist. I got Marist uh, plus 15 and a half. They're down three with seven minutes to go. Mm. Thinking it's a winner, right? Plus 15 and a half. They lose by 18. Whoa. And so you've got to take advantage of situations where you can potentially do that. Now, you don't always want to necessarily go for the same bet you had on the other side. But if you've got an opportunity in the middle of a game like that, somewhere in 10 points, you're going to take your chances on that. All right. I still, if if, if DeR- DeMar DeRozan wins MVP, I think Jeremy should take us out to dinner. I'm just saying that would be a nice gesture on his part. 
That'd be a nice gesture, but the problem is, though, here, here's the problem from a betting standpoint when guys win like that and you want them to take them out to dinner. Okay. Are you going to compensate him when he loses on a bet? No. Okay. I'm just checking. At least, your answer, your, at least your answer is honest. Yeah, I mean, 501. It's a, it's a bet of a lifetime. I'm, I'm rooting for him. <laughs> so, so his intelligence should pay off in the way of you getting a it's meal. It's always about you. It's about you and what they should do for you. I can see why you want Wes Reynolds back. Let's talk a little bit more about some of these futures here. Uh, and let's start off. Obviously, uh, we're rooting for DeMar DeRozan here for those long tickets for Jeremy. But when you do look at some of the other mm -hmm. uh, participants here, look, Nikola Jokic, plus 275 right now. And again, my guys like Tim Doyle and Tyler Fulgham, all of us worked in Chicago together. They both say to me, it is Jokic, that this should be the guy that wins MVP at plus 275. When you look at what he's been able to do in Denver without really a complimentary guy, you, you can make the case that DeMar's got other guys there. You know, Zach Levine, certainly in Chicago. We know about when you look at Steph Curry and when he has Joel Embiid in Philly. What do you make of, of Jokic here and what he's been able to do for the Nuggets so far to be the second favorite to win MVP? Well, what other team has had their second and third best players be out? for as long as obviously Denver's had with Porter and with uh, Murray being out. Right. So to me, I think that's the easiest case. I'm, Embiid, you can make the argument, but I don't think it's as strong because they still had Tobias Harris there. Seth Curry has shot, shot the ball well for this team. I've always liked Bible as a defender. Uh, but when you look at the fact that Jamal Murray and Porter Jr. have missed this much time, amazing. it, it really is amazing that this team has remained competitive. I've got a couple of future plays on the Nuggets. I've got uh, 33 to 1 to win everything, 15 to 1 to win the West. And my theory there is look, let's see how Chris Paul is after six to eight weeks for the Suns. And I get why they're the favorites. They should be. And they look good so far without them. But my point is, we, we're just assuming that old man Paul is going to be the same CP3 when he comes back off this injury that's going to keep him out for two months. Like, that's not just a given to me that he comes back and he's the same guy. Yeah, I think the Warriors right now have to be the clear-cut team. I know you've got Denver, which is a great bet based on the odds you got, I think, as you alluded to. Um, but I still think Golden State's going to be a tough out. I didn't understand why Golden State wasn't still being respected. I, I think Phoenix is one of those teams that's really good. They remind me of what the Utah Jazz have been the last several years. Mm -hmm. They look great. You know, you think they got a chance. But at the end of the day, I just don't believe that they're going to be a team that can win a championship. And forget the fact that Paul's injury has occurred. Because we, as you alluded to, we don't know when he's going to come back. How impactful can he be when he comes back? Right. Now, the, the one team that some of you guys privately have told me that I should hop on that I've been kind of abstaining from is the Memphis Grizzlies. Now, you look at their team and you look at their long odds, right? And again, 25 to 1 to win the NBA championship. I don't know that I'd be that bullish on them to do that, but possibly to come out of the West. And what I keep, the whispers I keep hearing, it, they're so deep. They're so deep. They're so deep. My problem is they're so young, they're so young, they're so young. And that they haven't been battle-tested like Golden State, like Phoenix with Chris Paul. And even to a degree, now like Jokic, who's got some scars from Phoenix last year, right? Memphis hasn't had that. Is that a good thing or a bad thing for a young team like that to either not be battle-tested or some would say they don't even know what they're getting themselves into, and sometimes that's a good thing. Well, maybe, but I think in, to your point, you're absolutely right. I think the youth is going to have an impact because in the NBA – when you get in the playoffs, it's a different animal in terms of the intensity and what you see out of all these teams. I think it's going to be a real challenge. 
And I don't know if there's any other sport where teams kind of have to go through the gauntlet first and fail before they're successful. Right. I mean, you go back to the 80s. We saw it with the Pistons against the Celtics, oh. the Bulls against the uh, Pistons. Uh, you know, we've seen it with other teams along the way. So I, I think it's something that everybody kind of goes through. And I think it's important. I, I just don't believe Memphis would be able to beat Golden State in a seven-game series, barring injuries on either side, uh, just simply because of the experience and realizing what a different game is. And remember one other thing to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, you're not playing ever back-to-back. You're playing every second day, maybe every third day. So it makes a huge difference in terms of how you see these teams that might be older. By the way, John Morant right now, 16-1 to one, win the MVP. 60? 16. Oh. You liked him better at 60. Yeah, I did, but I, I don't think he's going to win it regardless. Tend to agree. When we come back, Mike Perrani, the sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay, will check in with us to see what they are rooting for and or against. Come on back. It is VC the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer in the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game, and if either team hits a three-pointer, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your very first wager. Plus, you're going to earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VSIN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issues as, as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Amal Shaw. This is Betting Across America. My goodness. we got some drama in the SEC. Kentucky. Holding on now, 49-48. You mentioned it with the total, too. Second half, things are getting a little bit tighter down there at Bud Walton Arena. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right now, going back and forth here, it's been a one-point margin. It seems like every other possession. Uh, but uh, this is going to come down to the end, and that plus five and a half on Kentucky second half is looking really good at this point. And how about maybe the, the shocker so far in the second half is what's happening in Morgantown. West Virginia has now assumed a five-point lead over Texas. Live number there. Texas now getting... Three and a half. 
uh, after having that halftime lead, they've squandered that and then some. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, huge opportunity here for the West Virginia Mountaineers to get revenge against Texas. Remember, they got absolutely crushed in that game in Austin earlier this year. So good opportunity for them to bounce back. And I know this team has struggled quite a bit this year. So we'll see what happens in this one. All right, we'll keep an eye there. North Carolina, no problem right now with NC State. They're up 73-56 with six and a half minutes to go there in ACC action. Always a pleasure every Saturday to bring in Mike Bronio, the sportsbook manager over at Mandalay Bay. Mike, great to have you back here betting across America. And, you know, I, I mentioned it with them all at the beginning of the show here, and it feels like now you kind of get over for the casual bettors maybe from the NFL season and football and then they really start turning to in college basketball. What type of handle are you seeing today? Is it mostly college basketball that you're seeing come in? Yeah, we're getting, I mean, golf still, ever since, you know, the COVID summers where golf was the only thing going, golf still has good handle. It's like once people caught on to it, it stayed up there. But other than that, you know, with no baseball, obviously, uh, mm. coming down the pipe probably, uh, it's definitely college basketball through, uh, you know, March and first part of April with the championship game. So uh, it's a good time of year. You know, there's so much going on. You know, Mandalay Bay has such great uh, guests, and they stay here. You know, last night was uh, a concert, uh, Metallica, and then oh, yeah. really cool tonight. It's like across the 200 yards. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers could throw it that far. <laughs> Mike, you mentioned baseball real quick. I want to go back to something to that point. Do you feel like we're going to have an extended lockout here? How are you guys seeing it? Because obviously you guys pay attention to everything that's going on from the sports world and obviously betting perspective as well. Do you see this being a scenario where we wind up with a fairly uh, abridged season or is something that could be uh, resolved fairly quickly just from your perspective? Yeah, you know, things I hear, it rate, it's a pretty big range. Like, you know, even they're going to start canceling games maybe Monday. Uh, but it's a pretty big range where people think, yeah, they might miss a few games where there's a lot of people that are pretty certain they might not play at all, which is wow. surprising to me. Because, wow. you know, the last – I remember when they brought in, you know, scabs to play. They, you know, the owners can do a lot of different stuff if they want to. I just don't think they want to. And uh, it's just tough to understand uh, – uh, but baseball is interesting, and uh, hopefully we'll get a team here in Vegas soon, and uh, and we'll be really into the heat of things. But uh, it's it's very interesting to me that baseball is having these problems uh, with everything going on. It seems like uh, the, the words I hear over and over on every uh, talking show is billionaires against millionaires, and uh, I don't know if people really want to put up with that with the way things are going in the world today. It feels very tone deaf to your point, Mike. Talking to the sports book. Director Mike Pranio over at Mandalay Bay. It really does. They have these labor issues. It feels like at least once a decade, if not more, it's happened since the 90s. We all remember for people of a certain age, the 94 player strike uh, lockout, depending on how you look at it, cost us the World Series back then. So we'll see what happens this year. But yeah, Mike, that's not the way we want to uh, begin baseball season if we're going to have a baseball season at all. When you mentioned college basketball and people starting out really to start turning to with their Final Four wagers, with their National Championship wagers, is the biggest liability going to be Gonzaga? Because right now I'm seeing about plus 400 to cut down the nets here, the shortest odds on the board. Are people saying, all right, we're not going to play all those long shots. We're going to play the Zags after getting all the way to the championship game but coming up short against Baylor last year. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, uh, and, and it, BetMGM traders do a great job of, of doing that. The only reason Gonzaga's not our biggest loser is because we kept the odds low to start with, and the casual guys, like you mentioned earlier, if they see a lower price, they'd rather take a shot with something you know way bigger odds than, than to bet a favorite or close to favorite. Right now, uh, Kentucky... 
uh, is a big six-figure loser for us. And that's interesting because the beginning of the year, they weren't doing well. And I think the odds crept up on them. And, uh, and then, you know, we probably got hit because casual players, again, might actually luck out. They see Kentucky at decent odds and don't realize they're not playing well and bet them. And now if they're playing good again, and uh, we could have some problems. But uh, it's interesting to see uh, the traditional college basketball teams not doing so good. I mean, Duke might be the only one really doing good in that whole conference. Mike, you mentioned it in terms of uh, Kentucky. They're playing well. Arizona, obviously, another team. Anybody else that may have caught your eye for a lot of people that don't pay attention to college basketball like the rest of us very closely on a daily basis? Well, I, and, and I'll, I, you know, disclaimer here, I'm, I'm really an NFL guy and okay. maybe a little college football. <laughs> I didn't but, mean to put you on the spot. Uh, Take underdogs. That's my patented answer. <laughs> but, uh, uh, they, uh, it's just, uh, it's just interesting to see people get more involved in this. And if baseball doesn't go, I could see we, we're probably get, convert some fans to to college basketball. Although I think most people are already fans of college basketball, at least in terminate term terminate time. So tournament time. <laughs> yeah, no question about it, Mike. Let's talk a little bit about the liabilities you guys might be seeing. For the NBA, and you know, we just we were talking about MVP odds here with Demar Derozan. Some people here at Beeson got them as high as five hundred to one, and he went down to fifty to one. Now he's been shorted down to thirteen to one. Is there a liability in your MVP market that you're seeing? We know Embiid right now is still the favorite. What are you guys seeing there? Yeah, he's the favorite, and he's always going to be a, a, a risk for us because of the money we've been taking all year long. But the you know the NBA is very interesting because the the you know, the playoffs last over two months, so there's going to be a lot of movement on those on those, and uh, we're going to restrict probably we're not going to take any really large wise guy bets on NBA futures until it gets a little farther in and and we get to the playoffs. But uh, it's uh, it's. That'll pick up again probably even the futures once college basketball is over. It's kind of like a little pecking order Mm -hmm. as we go through the season when one sport goes and everyone rolls over to the next sport and uh, especially casual betters once they get involved uh, they kind of miss it when if they're football people they miss what's going on when football's over and they they've got used to it they they look at the other sports and you see that picking up uh, all over the country really. You mentioned the NFL real quickly. I noticed the odds on certain teams are far shorter than we've seen when we saw Tampa at 60 to 1, and then Brady winds up going there. Uh, I noticed Denver's odds. Is it based on a projection that AR 12, Aaron Rodgers, winds up there? Because there's no way Denver should be at the odds that they're at right now from some of the places I've seen. No, you're 100% right, and that's a good catch. Uh, the the rumor mill has him going to Denver, which, you know, who that, that, that I would put that at less than 40% chance that happens. But, you know, people are going to take the rumors and hit it now because if he actually does go, you know it's going to get bet down even farther. So there is some value uh, trying to predict if he comes back or where he's going to play. Uh, but, uh, you know, we don't refund uh, future wagers if the quarterback doesn't play. <laughs> so <laughs> you're going to have to eat those if uh, – it's better to wait and see, I think, uh, unless you're just trying to get lucky. Got a couple minutes left with the race and sportsbook director over at Mandalay Bay, Mike Peranio. And, Mike, I do want to ask you, because you mentioned golf has been getting a good handle, which makes me, as a golf better, uh, very happy to hear. Are you seeing early liabilities anywhere at Augusta National for the Masters coming up? I can't believe it, but it's not that far away here, about a month and a half. Yeah, it's almost incredible to even uh, – 
think that that's that's coming up that quickly. But uh, the years are definitely this year, especially seems to be flying as we get back to normal times of the year for sports and not having basketball playoffs in November. It's kind of nice to get back to the old days. But yeah, there's uh, the golf futures get bet all year long, especially the Masters. Uh, that gets up put up almost immediately for the next year, and it's easier to put up uh, the traders. It's a course they play the same course every year. You know which guys are good at it. Uh, I don't know if there's a lot of value uh, in futures in the Masters because it is a type of course where guys either play good or they can't play it, and you don't see a guy that missed the cut three times all of a sudden being in the top ten. It's uh, it, it fits your game or it doesn't, the Masters, and it's the same course every year. If I would go to the Masters, I would look at matchups because mm-hmm. it doesn't help you in futures, but if you're going matchups, that playing the same course and the guys either like it or don't like it really helps in the matchups. If you do your homework, you can parlay some matchups. I hate to say that P word, but it's something you can do and, and, and actually maybe have an advantage. Yeah, I think you're exactly right, Mike. Uh, I cannot wait to play some more. I've got a couple of features plays out there already. Hey, Mike, I appreciate your time here on a Saturday. Again, the Sports and Racebook Director over at Mandalay Bay. Appreciate the time as always, Mike. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right, when we come back, talk some more college basketball, some drama right now in the SEC. Come on back. It's VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet. 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 At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.